Alright, this is Holtz for you from Autocore. And this right here is the words of Krom. And if you do not listen, to hell with you! Welcome to Words of Krom episode 16. Across from me is Dan. Hello! Phil. Hello. Stu and I'm Nick. <laughs> Stu not. Stu's still not quite getting the idea that it's not a visual podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't like performing. I don't, I don't like the spotlight. expectations. We don't like the spotlight. You are an actor! Oh, you can just say hello, like yeah. the next of us did. Don't mean it, it's not from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> So would you like never want to be on like any form of reality TV? I would love to see you on a reality TV show. Which one? Uh, Ice Road Truckers. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I would. I would love to see you on it because you would just not fit in with anyone, but you'd be highly entertaining. You'd be great on The Apprentice. I put forward <clears throat> yeah. renaming The Apprentice as Alan Sugar's Bullshit Club, and everyone I had told about that agreed with me. I'm, uh, I'm open to suggestion. Uh, please, go into detail. Because at the start of... It used to be, I've not seen the last two seasons, but it's in the opening monologue, he's saying, I don't like bullshitters, yet he exclusively hire the biggest bullshitter from the series. Yeah. Well, you see, on moral principle, I wasn't going to watch the new series because I didn't like the guy he hired last year. He was called Ricky Martin, and uh, he was a dick. He'd previously appeared in an episode of Total Wipeout, he was a wrestler in his spare time, and his catchphrase on Total Wipeout, whilst pointing at his gun, was WITNESS THE FITNESS! And that guy went on to win The Apprentice last year, and I thought, no, that's it, I'm not watching it ever again. But it just started this week, and Is I it? watched it. Yeah. Did oh, you ever see like the child one? Well, you've already two episodes behind, there were two episodes this week. There's a thing called that, well, get watching it. And Young Apprentice sucks monkey balls. It was the, I can't describe... I don't know why, I don't know if it's maybe because, you know, they're kids and feckless, but uh, but Young Apprentice for me just didn't work as a concept. It was boring, it was diluted, and, and even Old Sugar Pants was a... Uh, I, I think the entire concept of The Apprentice is boring and shit anyway. No, yeah. it's, it's surprisingly it's entertaining. Really it's surprisingly entertaining. It's, 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 it's was nice. back in the day. It's, it's, when uh, Big Brother first came out, mm. I really enjoyed watching the first series of Big Brother. Because it was something completely different, really enjoyed it. And because we've done it's, so much of it now, it's like... It kind of had a point. Yeah. Well, the first one really did feel like an experiment, yeah, didn't it, did. it? Rather than just a bunch At of... At the same time, I think it was after Big Brother, they did they did two other things that were very similar, but along different lines. Um, one was called Shattered. I remember Shattered. Where it had a group of people in a house, and they weren't allowed to sleep. And whoever, whoever ended up at the end got like a hundred grand... However, the, every any time someone closed an eye for more than fifteen seconds, fucking a pound, shit. no, a pound would get dropped off the top, off the top every second. Um, but some, yeah, oh, if, if someone went into a deep sleep, though, that was yeah, it. Yeah, uh, they had oh, it was like a little compound, like Big Brother. Uh, everyone was being watched, and everything. And they did sort of like tests with them. Uh, I remember the. <coughs> They were they were dead sly, like the given bananas and stuff, which obviously can make people sleepy and and do stuff like that. They'd have them count, re- read like numbers really slowly, and basically to make people sleep. And after like a day, even even after one day, there'd be people sort of like zoning out and and dropping off while they're awake. And obviously, they had to get voted out every day over the course of a week. And the last, the last task, I think, for the last four of them, was they had to lie in a bed in the dark, yeah, uh, for as long as possible <laughs> until until there's only like one left. And this, yeah, this it woman, was a girl, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, this woman won the two men either side of her fell asleep, and uh, but it came out after the show. I understand red tape and. Uh, health and safety and all that jazz but it came out afterwards that secretly that no one saw that didn't make it onto TV secretly oh, they were allowed like no no that, that, that was that was revealed at the beginning that, that they were allowed a certain amount of sleep a day but it was only like 
an hour or something like that. Still almost defeats the poem, though. But, uh, but yes, I remember that, and they curiously only did one series of it. Mm. Because it's not a... It's watching people stay awake. Yeah, it's it's not, watching yeah, people I, trying to not yeah, sleep. Yeah, I was. I, I think that's far more fascinating than watching well, celebrity wannabes sucking ass. It's yeah, the antithesis, big antithesis of Big Brother now, which is just watch people sleep. Yeah. Well, when it was and on, then, oh, do a task and then shit. go back sleep. Well, when it was on Channel Four um, in the daytime on E Four, that's all that was on. It was the yeah. candidates either asleep or talking, but with bird sound playing over the yeah. top, so you can see an aeroplane. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. they'd be swearing or talking about fucking other stuff. Oh, this is a good conversation. We'll want this for the show that yeah. people will actually watch later tonight. And then oh. charging like a premium <laughs> rate to get the camera in the fucking toilet. Or the I'm show. gonna fucking edit in some bird song. <laughs> <laughs> The other one that I remember being on Channel 4, which is, this is even more magnitudes clever, was they scoured the country um, for really, really gullible people. And they'd created this massive setup where it was like a Russian space agency. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. that. I didn't watch it, but I remember it. Did you see this, Jim? Yeah, I Basi- Basically, they recruited these people. Basically, it's all in a set, all like the, the, the people who were running it. All the trainers were all actors. Even one of the crew members was an actor. It was like an English guy playing a Russian cosmonaut. Amazing. And then um, they put him in like a big simulator and sh- shot him off into space, so to speak, and completely faked it. And then they came down and then they revealed that, oh, you've been watched on TV by fucking millions of people. And you're, all, you're all idiots. <laughs> I feel sorry for them. I, the thing is, that's, that's, my, that's my problem with a lot of reality TV shows. I feel, I feel, obviously you get idiots who go on, like Big Brother now is for idiots who want to be famous, which even then, that surely doesn't pay off anymore because no one surely watches it anymore. It's but, not on anymore, is it? Yeah, I think it's Channel 5. Pretty sure Channel 5 is still like it. The glorious network. The dirge of the failed TV programme, Channel 5. Yeah. Hey, Sons of Anarchy. Well, and the shield. Well, let's not bring up the shield in front of me. No, let's not bring up the shield. Well, I, uh, <coughs> I remember when Flash Forward came out a couple of years ago, which looked really promising, and that was on Channel 5, and cancelled before the series was over. So Flash Forward had a good opening episode. And then it was incredibly boring and rubbish. Absolute fucking there were many problems. and dicks. Was that <laughs> the one where everyone just like, fell over and blacked out for a few minutes? Yeah. yeah. And they saw, that, uh, they saw themselves six months into the future... And they were all doing ridiculous stuff in the future, you know, like uh, in a building full of terrorists or <laughs> or whatever. You know, there was no one who had a vision of themselves making a sandwich. Or in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reading the paper. It did have a good thing of the guy who saw nothing and he's like, does that mean I'm dead? Does that mean I'm dead? So don't. Who was, who was played by John Cho, who is uh, Sulu in the new Star Trek films. So don't. You, uh, you have a flash forward moment. On the last, say, 30 seconds. In this, you're in some form of nightclub on a stage wearing a gimp mask. Oh dear. Like the harness thing with the buckling wheel and some leather hot pants. And then you snap back to. What do you do? See, the thing is, I'd probably think, well, I'm going to avoid that. I'm going to move to some country where they outlaw nightclubs. But somehow... But what if, that's the thing. What if that's a, the underground night but that's, gay sex club? But that's exactly it. Somehow yeah. you'd end up doing it anyway. You well, know? maybe, Dan, because you've seen it, doesn't necessarily make it true, but because you've seen it, it might unlock or awaken something in, in your mind and go, you know what, that's the, the destiny I'm going to have. I'm going to be open to everything from now on, and I'm going to embrace it. Whereas well, it might not have happened if you'd not seen it. Well, there was a character in Flash Forward. He was one of the only good characters as well, because it was so miscast as well, Flash Forward. Uh, Dominic Monaghan uh, playing a badass. He can't play badasses. And, uh, Who's Dominic Monaghan? Uh, Mary from The Lord of the Rings. None of them can play badasses because the tiny people <laughs> no, exactly. you hear that dwarves <laughs> he, he was meant to be like a you know a bad attitude you know super smart like you know almost terrorist like figure I'm, so, I'm sorry Dom you, you can't you can't play that kind of character anyway <laughs> Dom telling people what characters he can't <laughs> I know look I, very cheeky I know my strengths and do we, you think you could play Bond Dan not at all. I could be a baddie though. I could be. I could be. be not, I'm probably not even the main baddie either. Probably like the, <laughs> probably like the, probably like the baddies. 
second in command. Is you know? no, because, number three? No, because the baddie's second in command is always like the hard ass guy. One of who has no lines and goes and fights and does all his for What about Scaramanga's little sidekick? I was thinking the guy with the awful fringe in the Quantum of Solace. Or Alan Cummins from uh, See, he was Golden good. Eye. I am invincible. He yeah, was good. He, yeah, I could see you doing something like that. That was good. Yeah. Um... But anyway, flash forward, there was one good character who was killed off really early on in it. His flash forward was that six months in the future, he's receiving a phone call from the hospital or police, whoever, saying that the person he's hit in his car, this woman who was hit in his car, has died and her child has died, whatever, and he's like really upset and he's flash forward. So, flashback, six months to the present, and he's like, he's really distraught about it. He's like, oh God, I'm going to kill an innocent woman and daughter. Um, and he decides, no, it's not going to happen. I can change the future. So he throws himself off a building and dies, okay? And everyone celebrates, yay, you can change the future! Uh, but then the future still ends up happening anyway. And I think to some weird, twisted extent, that woman and daughter still end up getting hit by a car anyway. It was just real, the writing was blown. But how wasn't how? the hus within in the book? <laughs> <laughs> how did he still get the call to say that he'd kill them, though, if he was dead? Yeah, well, and if he's dead and they still get hit by a car, then who's driving that car? Yeah. And if that's a different person driving that car, then whatever they were doing doesn't happen anymore. Well, yeah. you know what? I'll announce now to anyone who... This is why I got cancelled. No, exactly. <laughs> I'll annou- paradox. I'll announce now to anyone who ever wants to go back and watch Flash Forward, uh, spoiler alert, uh, the very last episodes were written after they found out they got So they had to wrap it up. So they had to wrap it up. So the very last episode, really uh, anticlimactically, if that's a word, uh, the, la- <laughs> the very last episode ended with the flash-forwards we saw in episode one. So, so when it came to the last episode, everything that happened you knew it was going to happen. So, you mm. know, it was just, it was lame. There was, this, there was this other character as well who had a flash-forward of herself drowning and it appeared that some guy was drowning her. Uh, flash forward six months, it turns out she has a car crash, she goes into, like, some water, and a guy pulls her out. Oh, he's not drowning, he's saving her. But it was just, nah, it was lame. If I'd, I'd done my own series and someone had uh, cancelled it, I wouldn't want to wrap it up. I'd want to leave it as open as possible. The massive cliffhanger. That just we'll just so, be. like, the geeky nerd fans out there be like, oh, bring it back, bring it back. Okay, Nick, I'll give you a few different scenarios and you tell me which one you'd prefer, okay? So you black out, you flash forward six months into the past, you're having your bit. past. I don't mean to black out to remember, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you flash forward six months into the future. Right, yeah. there we go. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, you flash forward six months in the future. Uh, it's an image of you being shaved with a big razor. Your all your hair is being shaved off. Your beard is being shaved off, and you're there going. <laughs> Who by? Um, <laughs> Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Yep. Why would Donald Trump be doing? <laughs> hey, it's my harvesting his hair for his many wigs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, would you prefer that scenario? Uh, oh, but before you go on to the next, you made a noise. Nick, is that crying or yes. what? Alright. You know what? Just so I know your range of emotion <laughs> should I ever see you in the film. Can yeah, that double as shamed pleasure? Did um did either did either of you two, and I mean it's at you two because I know that Nick hasn't seen it and shouldn't see it if he uh, if he loves dogs. Uh did either of you two watch Marley and Me? No. no. Marley and Me is a desperately upsetting film. I've got no shame in saying I cried in that film. And uh, and a friend of mine called Ollie cried in it. And he cried so hard in it that it did force him to do an out loud... <laughs> I've never cried like that in a film. I don't think any film could ever induce that in me. <laughs> Were you in the presence of this guy? I'm afraid not, no, but I... Was he in the cinema? He was, he was in the cinema with his wife. I was going to say girlfriend, and I imagine they were... I don't know how long he's been married. Let's go with wife. Uh, yeah, and the, the last half an hour of that film, probably not even half an hour, maybe 45 minutes of that film, are brutally upsetting. Anyone who's ever owned and loved a dog will find it incredibly upsetting. Uh, and he, you know, is a dog lover, OK? But, yeah, it actually genuinely made him do that sound effect in a crowded cinema. He was that upset by it. Would he have had that reaction to watching Old Yeller be killed? Good question, because that's Or Cujo. Would anyone really, cry, was would, would anyone guy, really cry if Cujo got killed? But it, it, it wasn't a bad dog. It just had rabies and shit. Yeah, so did Old Yeller. That's why he put it down. I yeah, I know, because he bit the sun. 
No, I'm sure it had rabies. Uh, yeah, I think it went, it. Old Yellow went mental, having rabies, and then bit the, the yeah. sun, which is why they went, can't be, you can't be doing that. I'm not even going to fucking give you a chance. I'm going to take you right back at barn and shotgun you. See, I, I've never seen... But old... it was a beloved family pet. Are you, I'm assuming you've seen it, then. Old Yellow? Yeah. Uh, no, but I know of it. Okay, see, I, as anyone in I this room... Yeah. Okay, how old is it? Because I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, it's old, old, old very, very old. old. See, it's an old Disney film. See, I don't know, that's that's the thing. I don't know if it's that old where, you know... I'm, it probably could still be upsetting. It's like when you oh, watch, it will like, be. It was still upsetting. It's like when you watch old-school black-and-white horrors, though. I mean, they're still very atmospheric, but I don't think many people are going to be physically ah, jumping out of their skin at an old black-and-white film. I mean, it's like the... It's like the classic story of that film, one of the very first films ever made where people went to a cinema to watch it and it featured a train coming towards the camera yeah. and people are running out of the cinema. Well, yeah, people are desensitised to it now. Mm. Yeah. So how many dogs would you have to be <laughs> shown <laughs> killed cinematically for you to be desensitised to it? You, 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 do, you, you, do, you do feel for the dog in Old Yellow because it's like the little kid's companion mm. and it has a, it's got an own, his own sort of character. And yeah, it's it's sad. It's, it was sad. Uh, but I think when I watched it when I was a kid, I didn't like watching it because it's like, well, what's the point? Because he's going to die at the end. Where there's no sort of, I didn't really appreciate the the sort of journey of it. It was the same like that in um, Tark the, the Otter. In, I'm sorry, what? Tark of the Otter. I've heard of it. That is an old film, not not old old. It's a it's probably it's in colour. Maybe I don't know. Maybe one of the earlier colour films. Uh, but uh, yeah, Tark of the Otter, which follows the tales of an otter, you might imagine, and it dies in the end, like literally right towards the end. It's finally killed by like some hunting dogs, or, or it drowns, or something. I don't I don't know. Find this drowns. Shit. I forgot it's a otter. No, because, it's been kept. It's been chased the entire film. It, ex- it gets exhausted. I think you know. I just like you just just yeah. Damn damn you, animal. Damn you, Peter. It's hard being an animal lover. Just like you know, just uh, about you know. Bambi's mum. Um, didn't affect me personally, but maybe it's because you don't see anything. You just hear the gunshot, and and you know that Bambi's upset. But that's the big. Know. That's also a big rule of horror. You don't see anything. Leave it up to your imagination. Yeah, but horror, horror, horror relies on sound generally to make you jump. You know, you're not you're not so scared of the guy with the scary face as the bah! that comes with it. You know, and uh, Disney. <laughs> if we have any listeners, they've got the earphones. <laughs> Fucking people's ears and buzzes are bleeding right now. I bet it did shock them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but exactly, that's my point. Okay, whereas Disney, you just hear a shotgun. Oh, not a shotgun. I'm about. You just hear a rifle go off, and and well. You know how the story goes. What What was the? How did you feel in K nine? Ah, uh, K nine. That was sad. Yeah. No. Yeah. I. Watched I, that I, in the edges, I but he get he, he gets repaired. Repaired. Oh, you know what? No, you know what? <laughs> and then he's he's off on a holiday, knobbing a poodle. Every which, man's dream. Nobbing a star French bitch. <laughs> Stars um, in three sequels. <laughs> I uh, actually, you know what? I remember K Nine. I remember being upset, maybe in that scene. But I don't remember crying. I, I remember being very upset, like physically crying, upset with Turner and Hooch. Yeah, Turner and Hooch is the superior film of their ilk because it's basically the exact same movie. <laughs> Cop has partner, which is dog. <laughs> Dog is lovable rogue. Yeah, dog dog is lovable rogue and yet somehow can solve crimes. Hooch is villain because he's got um, moss on his head, it appears, and he drinks beer. That's why he's a dog. Hooch is a murder place. <laughs> and he's named after an alcohol as well. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, if you were a dog, you'd be Hooch, wouldn't you? I think so. Yeah. Ultimate one for me. Uh, Will Smith's dog in Iron Legend. Oh yeah, Sam. Yeah, that's sad. That is. Yeah, but that you know it, they've done it well because you care. Yeah, no, totally. Care. It makes you go, "No, you bastards!" Yeah, definitely. Because yeah, you, you, well, I think you care as much for Will Smith in that because if you've ever had an animal, you completely with him with what he has to do, and you're like, "That's that's devastating." That is, it's yeah, and it's his only friend. Yeah, it's yeah, it's his yeah. only friend. You know, that's a completely misogynistic but hilarious post. I am legend. Will Smith on his own lasts years with just him and his dog. Meets some women, lasts a week and dies. <laughs> <laughs> and he <eats> bacon. <laughs> Bastard. 
Well, uh, watch everyone's thoughts on I Am Legend. I really liked it. I don't think they got... I think, probably like many people, I don't think they got the ending right. It's Will Smith disease. It's got yeah, a, you're right, Will Smith. It's, it's, it's brilliant. You're thinking, this could be one of the best films yeah. this year, and then it'll reach the hour mark or whatever, and then it just goes... It just turns shit. into something odd. It was the same with Hancock. It, you're all right. of them. All of his films are the same. Wait, no, 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 no. Well, not all of them. Okay, a the, lot, a the huge amount. First Men in Black. Enough for it to be a rule. First Men in Black is awesome. We're, we're talking about Will Smith vehicles. So, Will, uh, Men in Black is Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. That's a buddy movie. Bad Boys State is a massive. Yeah, it's an ensemble yeah. film, so it's not. But again, Enemy of the State is a fantastic film. Enemy of the State's cracking. Enemy of the State is a good film. Um, Dated as shit, though. I'm oh, sure Bag of Ants is just shit. <laughs> just I will never watch that film. <laughs> yeah, Ever. Well, there's a film that it's on Netflix <laughs> and I've read about it. It's a Will Smith film called Seven Pounds. So oh, that, that's. Um, where he finds out his. Um, uh, wait, should we, should, we, yeah. should we do a spoiler alert? Uh, I know, I've not seen it, but I know the ending because I heard it on another podcast. So, spoiler alerts. Does anyone care if I spoil Actually, I, actually, I probably do. Let me shield my. Right. Yeah, but Will Smith is. What the fuck is that? You can't say that. You know, this is a recording as well. You know? Let's just not spoil it. I'm not spoiling it. So, Will Smith knows that he's going to die. And he goes out and finds people who. It's like the 6 degree. It's the sort of like. Yeah, he finds kind of people who need. The body parts, kind of thing. So, he's like, oh, you need a kidney, right? I'm going to die soon. So, I'll give it this on there. But the ending. Seems really, really weird. Okay. If you want to cover your ears, because it's an ending you'll not see coming. Because I think he kills himself in the bath. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I didn't cover my ears. Never. He kills it. Right. That Spoilers done. Sorry, you'll probably never watch it. But he kills himself by getting in a bath with lots of jellyfish, and he lets them sting him to death. Because like, apparently it's the only way he can think of where everything will be intact after the he's died. I don't know how that works, but that's how he goes about doing it. Um, Why not just slit your wrists? Asphyxy um, wank. <laughs> Dress up as Batman in the closet. Yeah, you get a happy send-off. And you've not done anything. Unless you time it wrong. It might be a happy send-off. It's not a very... Uh, it's not happy for the person to find you. It's not dignified, is it's it? It's not dignified. No. no, you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to get my kidney today, and then you... What yeah, about the pooch who has to drag him out of a jellyfish? Both of them not get stung themselves. Yeah, <laughs> they get stung in themselves. No, well, why? Um, I don't know. I, I liked Pursuit of Happiness. That's a Will Smith. Is that the one where he lives in the airport? Briefly, is it an airport? Are you not thinking of the terminal with Tom Hanks? No. Pursuit of Happiness is where he's got a big ass mustache. And his sons. Yeah, yeah and his son. Yeah, he yeah. sells like. Is it some kind of medical machine yeah. thing? There's one where he's got his like no fixed board, and he's got some of them. He's like yeah. living rough on his arm for a while. Yeah. Um, but it all comes true. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to say, obviously, that I was only young when uh, I was probably just twelve years old. I think when the first Men in Black came out, so. I was really excited for Wild Wild West, and yeah, that goes without, <laughs> that goes without saying that that's a bad song. Fucking abomination. However, great song, fantastic song. It wasn't. It <laughs> Everything is. about that film is is an abortion. No, it's true. Fail me on this. Do you like the song? No. no. Um, <laughs> asking the wrong people there, though. To be fair, though. Everyone loves Will Smith. He's, I like some Will Smith. Songs. I, I, like, a, I like Will Smith. You know, just there's I a Kevin Smith story which will hit Nick, but where he was writing a Superman script and director not director like producer said like no 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 need big fucking spider Superman to come up against big spider blah, blah, blah. and he was really into putting massive spiders into stuff for people to fight against and Smith just goes no <laughs> script got shelved I think it was meant to be Superman Returns and the next film that producer did was Wild Wild West is that right? Which features a giant, giant mechanical spider. Which, as we all know, plagued the uh, the Wild West era like hell. Yes. Mm-hmm. I I like Will Smith for a number of reasons. I think he's talented. He's, he's in down a to lot earth. of other things. Yeah. If he, if he was at a red light in his Bentley or whatever, and I was walking on the pavement, and I tripped up and like brought my ankle or something, I reckon he'd pull his car over and get out, and then help you. Like, ring, please, oh. 
Police? Ring police? <laughs> this white guy's tripped up in front of my Bentley, I think he's making an attempt on me. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd, I'd, it'd help out the common man. I, I think a lot of people would just drive off. And I don't think he would. Mm. I, I, I think there's very few examples of people who have sort of mastered, or at least not, not really mastered, but sort of conquered TV, music and movies. Yeah. And not sort of faltered at one, you know. I mean, I wouldn't say his music career was like expansive, but certainly successful. It got hits. Yeah, certainly successful. And his TV career, pretty big. Movie career was even bigger. I, I'm more than happy to say that, and it's not because I was watching it with young guys, because I could still watch it now as an adult and I'd still like it, but Fresh Prince of L.A. was a good show. Fresh yeah. Prince is awesome. Yeah, Fresh Prince is, is awesome. Can you watch it now, though? Yeah. yeah, I can oh, st- I can't. Why not? There's some really poignant episodes as well. It is funny. It is. Depending on what you're watching, it is still funny. Right? Um, There's a couple of poignant ones that stuck in the head as well, yeah. where he got shot and then went out and got a gun. Carlton got a gun, yeah. Yeah, Carlton got a gun yeah. and it had a bit of a fucking breakdown. And then when he discovers that his dad was like, abandoned him. Kind right. He was like, oh, I'm fucking great, I'm going to do this on the other, blah, 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 blah. Why don't you love me? Yeah, you know, that that episode was really upsetting. Yeah, there was another one as well where Uncle Phil had a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that was a good episode. There's one where Will starts taking drugs, but not like hard drugs. It's like speed oh, or something. Oh, yes. Now because that's... he's working so much and he just doesn't have the pep. And then Carlton takes some vitamins, or what he thinks are vitamins, from his locker, goes off his face and goes to the hospital, and then Will's got to, like... Uh, and the episode he does the Carlton dance so yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But the episode ends with Will having to do that really painful, tearful apology, doesn't it? it, just, it was, yeah. yeah, it was sad. It could be really yeah. sad. It was a good program. Um, I think kind of some of them kind of screamed of nineties issues, and it's like yeah, a, definitely a PSA. But they worked. The original Aunt Vivian was better than the second Aunt Vivian, though. However, they I did can't remember the <laughs> they did address it as well. Yeah, that they was broke that the was fourth good. wall a lot, which I, I quite loved. Yeah, I liked that as well. Yeah, because there was an episode, there was an episode that began with like him watching something on TV, um, and like Phil, uh, Uncle Phil comes in and complains about him. Like uh, he's got the TV on, but he's not watching it, saying we're not made of money, blah blah blah. Um, you know, and and Will points out that they've got no ceiling. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it goes off. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was. It was a clever show. I think one of the funniest ones was when Carlton got really, really like comedically upset and just started running through the sets and the camera yeah, and yeah. so far out. We saw the audience and he's running through the sets and like goes into the lift. <laughs> Obviously, goes nowhere. Waits for a few minutes. Doors open and he starts running off again. Like <laughs> it, was the, it was one of the first show. I think it was probably the first show ever that I'd seen where in, in the credits they showed bloopers as well. Mm. Yeah, which were awesome. I always loved the episodes where they'd show a blooper or two. I don't think I'd seen at least a TV show where they'd done that before. Ever. No, that's probably the first one I remember, yeah. Uh, yeah. Alright, what's everyone's thoughts on uh, Saved by the Bell? I didn't watch it really. I much. used to like it. Did you, I did, used to like it. Did, I'm gonna... fact, I only remember one episode of that. Is that the one with Screech in it? Yeah. Well, where he got a girlfriend and it turned out she was blind. That's the only episode ah! I remember. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I do. It was really quite poignant. Um, well, did either of you two? Well, again, I'll ask you two because it seems Nick didn't. Did either of you two watch the new class? No, very, very briefly. Those, this is shit. Screech is still in it though, somehow. The first is <laughs> can he not get work elsewhere or something? The first series oh, of the God. new class. The first oh, series of the new. God. The first series of the new class, uh, which didn't have Screech in it, uh, was actually good. It was a carbon copy of the original <laughs> lot, but it was actually good. But then Screech came back and they changed the format. And yeah, it quickly went very shit. But the problem with the new class was they repeated all the storylines from the original Saved by the Bell, but gave them a twist. Like, in the original Saved by the Bell, someone, can't remember who, some character started smoking. And, you know, they made a big, you know, deal of it. Don't smoke. Kids, don't smoke. It's very bad, etc. And then in the new class, there was an episode where one of the kids randomly started taking up smoking cigars. Because as we all... (laughs) Which, as we all know, many of us as 16-year-olds did in school, we started smoking cigars and just, yeah... I remember at high school when I started smoking a pipe <laughs> for, for a while. Now, is that should probably give this up. <laughs> Good times. I can't tell if you were being if you were telling a no. That's gin. <laughs> Why? Dinner. Oh. 
No, I'm disappointed. Oh, that's a shame. I'm disappointed. That would have been a good story. I can see you have a pipe, though. I do have a pipe. I have a pipe. Never used it. I do have a pipe, uh, which I've, you know... I, I think I might in, uh, invest in some cherry tobacco and give it a, a try. And a bit of some crack. No, I'm not going <laughs> to hit crack just yet. <laughs> it's, it's the process. You go on cherry tobacco, then You start crack. off it's with gateway drug, isn't cigars, it? cherry tobacco, which is the gateway to all drugs. Then crack. Then you hit up the marijuana, and then you work your way up to crack. The wacky tobacco. I think, just think about it now, I've not thought about Saved by the Bell for a while, but I think that is one of the first programmes where, I, not that I ceased to be a child, but like, girls were interesting. Mm. And, I th- I th- and I don't necessarily think I knew at the time All those why. programmes. I was like... Those girls are nice, and <laughs> they couldn't work out. Did well. you ever watch any of you watch the California Dreams, which no. yes. followed? Yeah, which followed. It was Saved by the Bell, but instead of a high school specifically, it followed a bunch of people in a band called the California Dreams. Okay, and never more than Saved by the Bell, it was basically a thing for watching teenagers just slightly older than you get off with each other. And there was a massive thing of when anyone kissed, like woo. Like, that was it. And it's like, thinking back to it, it's like, that's... That's lame, yeah. It's some form of weird sexual awakening tool. You know, whenever, some, whenever someone kissed someone in Sister Sister, yeah, same thing. Sister Sister. Sister Sister. <laughs> <laughs> Dreams gave me a valuable tool for life. Hmm. There was a bit, because one of them was a mechanic. And yeah, left to loose right your title. Yeah, yes. and I've never forgotten that. Ever. What? Left I know you know. Right yeah, when you're screwing the screw in, yeah. you auto- automatically know which way makes it go in and which way works it Yeah, sure. Well, not that was spaz, you can detect it quickly. Yeah, but with, without. Alright, tell me, tell me your rhyme. Come it's on. Le- uh, left left Lucy, yeah. right? Turn, turn it to turn it right. From the twelve o'clock. From twelve o'clock. Turn it clockwise, tight, yeah. and clockwise, okay. loose. Okay. See, even though uh, <coughs> even though I could already spell the word difficulty without difficulty, I will always like Matilda for for that song, Mrs. D, Mrs. I, Mrs. F, F, I, Mrs. C, Mrs. U, Mrs. L, T, Y. Difficulty. That's just a rhyme. This is the saddest thing I think I've ever That is no information. It tells you how to spell difficulty. You can spell any word like that, though. Go for it, spell hubris in that format. <laughs> but I was about just spelling it normally. Yeah. H-U-B-R-I-S. Now, imagine you were teaching it to five-year-olds at school. Go. You were Why teaching, you teaching a fucking five-year-old what hubris is? That is, that is hubris. Fuck. <laughs> 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 and I've after ever... this, we're going to learn what quantum physics is, children. <laughs> No when shit. I was five, we used to have bring bags of crisps with us, and the teacher put stickers on and write our names on. That's how shit we were as human beings. Hubris, <laughs> the, the ability to spell it, is not going to happen for quite some Never time. Never had that. I remember one thing which it sticks in my mind now from primary school. We was t- we were told and specifically not to share crisps with each other. Like at playtime and shit, with like, go to the tuck shop and buy some crisps, like, be sharing. And like, no, don't share, you can't share people, they have to buy their own. Like, you're teaching children a life lesson just so you can earn 5p off them, you fucking scabby bastards. I would tuck shop at junior school, used to do gingerbread men, and I actively used to look what the gingerbread men were, and if their buttons and eyes were with raisins and not fucking smarties. <laughs> They can go and get fucked. It was ridiculous. <coughs> fucking raisins when I could have had chocolate. Fuck you. I've never got that. I think raisins in cookies, etc. I like raisins, but I was... An it's bad, though, when you get a cookie and you think it's chocolate chip and you bite into it in the raisins because it's like the little fucking shriveled up liars. No, you I were like pausing it. I like raisins, but if I pick up a cookie and I'm expecting chocolate it turns out to raisin, I'm disappointed. Well, uh, me and Mick went to watch Iron Man 3 uh, last week, and he, as he always does when we go to the cinema, Nick insists on buying a bag of Rebels. And, uh, and From the cinema? Yeah. 
You rich motherfucker. Keep in mind, we have cinema cards, so we get a discount on food, though. How um, much? Means twenty percent, ten percent, something like that. Which makes a bag of revels what? Still over two quid. Go fucking supermarket a quid. I remember. <laughs> you got supermarket. I'm going to supermarket for some film snacks. Yeah. And you come back with a fucking bratwurst. Yeah, well, I was about to tell this exact story. <laughs> fucking I've go and watch the Expendables. She so goes and buys a fucking sausage. Fucking kill butter. <laughs> he couldn't even get it out of the wrapper either. You spastic. Wait. I, I'm confused. Go back. I'm confused. We've got to watch the Expendables. <laughs> who's, so like, who's we? Me, Stu, Doug. Um, <coughs> who else went to see the Expendables with us? Not probably. I can't remember. No. I can't remember. Uh, Jenny, I think, came. Because Jenny was pregnant and she bought shitloads of food there at the actual cinema. But Stu being the colossal <coughs> Jew that he is. Stu Davis, yes. The Stu Davis that he is. He insisted we go to Buddy Morrison's beforehand to buy like a massive bag of supplies, including. Um, yeah, I put some in their handbag because I couldn't put them on smuggle that shit in. <laughs> Which are, you know, like those those like posh sausages you get, which are themselves like vacuum sealed in clear sure. plastic. He bought one of them, <laughs> so whipped that out in the middle of the cinema. <laughs> Whip the sausage, and then realised I've got nothing, pi- nothing I can pierce the fucking plastic with. So he's there struggling during the middle of the film, going, <laughs> "Do you do it with your keys or something?" <laughs> That's really tragic. Me, Stu and Carl went to Middlebury to see a film. Can't remember what the fuck it was, but it was on a Sunday. Specifically thinking, right, it's like a, a five or six o'clock showing, and I thought, right, he's not going and got anything before. We'll go to the cinema. I parked up, and he's like, oh, I've got Asda, got Asda. <laughs> Which is like the opposite car park. I think, fuck it, it's going to be closed. Parked up at the top car park. Fuck it, I'm going Asda getting some shit. Me and Carl go in the cinema, sit down, previews are coming on. The trailers are on. And then he walks up and goes, Oh, I've got some shit. Pulls out a fucking sausage like that. <laughs> that This is me a fucking snack. Opened it and it stunk the place. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 some really getting... fucking acrid spice shit. Like. So I was a massive, <laughs> massive around, kind of rock smell. star or something as well. Because I hate energy drinks, so I have to drink it solely and it's a bit <coughs> So it lasts me. Yes, he gets a drink that he hates, so it lasts him. Oh dear. No, he doesn't buy one that he likes, but he's like, oh, oh, I've quaffed it too quick. I must buy something that's disgusting, so I don't drink it all at once. It's madness! You're a troubled man. (laughs) It's madness! We've been in the supermarket before. When people say it like that, I do wonder what the fuck I'm doing. We've been in the supermarket before, and there's fucking a box of 20 Carlin. A box of 20 Carlsberg. The Carlsberg is a quid cheaper. It doesn't like Carlsberg. He's drinking it now, but that's because it'll be cheapest one. It's yeah. <laughs> stood there and like, I like Carlin, but it's a quid dearer than that one. What do I do? And he's bought the Carlsberg because it's a quid cheaper. You've drunk beer you don't like, so you can save a quid. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so and that's Judaism. Judaism personified. <laughs> anyway, Nick bought a bag of Rebels as he always does, and uh, and he said, you know, help yourself, mate. So I pinched a couple of them, and it was very depressing having a, an orange flavored one followed by a coffee one. Which well, are like my two favourites as well. You're, like ma- you're mental. They're your two mm. favourites. Mm. No. Is there a strawberry one or? I like, I like the flavoured ones like that as opposed to like just a raw minstrel or like a toffee one, which is nah, that's a, boring uh, as fuck. No, nah, they're the same. Coffee chocolates are awesome. Um, I'm better, I'm okay with coffee chocolate in comparison to orange chocolate. I've never been a fan of orange chocolate. And uh, it's something that happens almost every Christmas. So you got me this, I don't want these. Chocolate orange? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a bit fucking rude. You got me this, I don't want this. rude, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it in that manner, obviously. <laughs> Who the fuck bought me this, you insensitive bastards? <laughs> Throw it at the red of the <laughs> Chocolate oranges these days, can you use them as cannonballs? Slightly melted, like a cricket ball. <laughs> Do you like orange chocolate, Stu? Yeah. Do you remember Ice Gems? You know, oh, Ice Gems. That's an 80s, early 90s mm. classic. Were they... Did you ever just eat the ice and then put the biscuit back in the bag for later? No, no. I, I, I always... Uh, did it the other way around. Biscuit, the biscuit and then retain the icing. 
Again, that's weird. Wait, no, wait, no. That's that, weird. I know. Get rid of the shit so I can enjoy the that, good. That is not weird. That is absolutely not weird at all, that, okay? Now, I actually didn't like midget gems. I didn't like the biscuit. Uh, but, uh, but when I did eat them, uh, I would do the same thing. I would eat the biscuit re- uh, begrudgingly and then eat the icing. Um, yeah. Diabetes. Like, uh, but uh, that surprises me that you do that, though, Stu, okay? Because you're a categorical eater. Um... If I was, if I had a Sunday roast in front of me, you know, uh, turkey, gammon, roast potatoes, Yorkshire pudding, the works, everything, I would have a bite of this and a bite of that. I might. Oh, have, I'd never do that. That's yeah. That's what I don't get. Like you, you. I've like, got a rule. I can, I can tell you exactly how I'd, I'd attack that roast in it. I know all the veg first because veg is shit, but potatoes <laughs> aren't vegetables in my book, so they will be served. And then after that, I eat the meat, so it's not gone too cold. And then I finish the potatoes. You know what? Every now and again, the rules. What a choice! <laughs> if I don't life. do it in that fucking order, the world will end. It's like the fucking cord in Lost. You know. You know what? It's just something to Every now and again, I will listen back to the words of Crom and think, "I'm a troubled man," <laughs> but it gives me it gives me great satisfaction. It gives me great satisfaction knowing that I'm not the only one. You, you have a deeply disturbed. It's a group man. of four troubled men talking. It. Yeah, it's true. And I think in in years to come, Dan, you know, after whatever atrocity you commit is committed, <laughs> they'll, they'll look at these recordings and, and write books on. Oh them. no, they yeah, we should have saw this coming. Yeah. It's true. No, it's absolutely true. I'm going to make. Hollywood listened. <laughs> I'm going to make a psychiatrist a very happy rich man one day. Stuart, <laughs> beg your <pardon>. Stuart. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> sure you've got intense mental problems you have to go and see a psychiatrist oh, is it? Fuck <laughs> that. <laughs> right I think I really need help how much? I'd do it like Saxondale just passive aggressive all the way through <laughs> this ain't gonna work it's not gonna work I never watched it so oh, it, it is due in the future but Saxondale actually led an interesting young adulthood <laughs> no I'll try not to <laughs> Not that any of us have had the most dynamic interesting and lives. interesting lives ever. I mean, compared to like little Somalia Jimmy, <laughs> we have. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, bet, I bet he's seen Somalia some Jimmy. shit. I bet he's seen some shit. <laughs> How did we get onto this? I don't know. I don't know. Simple uh, logical steps. Well, we were talking about children's TV earlier. Uh, did you watch <laughs> The Animals of Arlene Woods, Drew? No. Yes. I did. You're the only, brutal you shit did, that was. You didn't watch The Animals Not of Arlene Woods. Not to my Woods. knowledge. If I did, it didn't stand out in my mind. That was, as Nick just said, the most brutal children's TV show ever. I imagine it's the reason it's not played on TV anymore, because it was a very depressing, violent programme. Did it, similar or not, ever watch The Raccoons? Yes. No, was, there wasn't brutal violence in the raccoons. There were some fucking topics brought up that uh, you couldn't understand when you were little. Like what? I don't remember this. Um, what, the, why, why some of them wear clothes and some of the weird pink things that aren't fucking animals. Yeah, but the, the weird pink things. <laughs> the, there was one who was nice, who was friends with the raccoons, and his dad was like yeah. bastard corporate American. Yeah, I remember that. Steamrolling yeah, yeah. over everything. Yeah. And like chopping down the forests and burning it and shit. I, I can't compute what's going on. I thought this was a nice Saturday morning cartoon. Which cartoon was the one where there were like little birds that lived in woods and they'd drink gummy bears, gummy bears. drink booze and try each other? I guess Island. I don't remember that at all. Gummy bears? Yeah. No. Yeah, they drink the special juice and then they bounce around. Gummy bear juice. Just smacking the shit <laughs> out of them. upset them. It's amazing. It's a Disney film. It's like Disney. Friday night, basically. I don't remember that at Bouncing all. Bouncing here and there and everywhere. Oh, right, okay. Go Well, Animals of Arden Woods, Stu, you missed out. It was a traumatic programme, but a very, very good one. It taught kids a very, you know, it was probably, it was probably, it was a good show because it introduced, in a sick way of putting it, it introduced kids to the concept of death. That's interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. That was, 
Animals of Fathomwood was brutal. In fact, actually, that's a question for all of you. Do you remember when you were little and you discovered the concept of death? You learned that you learned that one day you and everyone you love will die. Is this the moment when <laughs> fucking hell? Do you remember when your innocence was taken from you? <laughs> Shit, then I don't. I can't remember at all. Oh. I, I remember watching two or three formative films when I was a kid. One of them, the first film I ever saw at the cinema was. Transformers, the movie, where Optimus Prime dies in it, where fucking all the Transformers die in it practically, I understood what it meant then, and that was only like three or four at the time. So I must have known what it was before that. The you robot, have to. The robots count. When I was eight or nine. Fuck yeah, Optimus Prime counts if he dies. When I was, Jesus. I was eight or nine, and we were in the schoolyard, and a dog got hit by a taxi. Oh, God. And then died in the middle of the road in front of about 16 60 crying, inconsolable children. So I knew about it then. That's horrifying. No, I just remember being young and, you know, you discover what death is, you know, either by, you know, either a, belov- a beloved one, you know, pet or friend, family dies, whatever, or maybe you just see it on TV, you know, someone dies and you're like, Mommy, what happened to that person? Uh, but I, just, I remember discovering what the concept of death is. It was one of those things that would, you know, terrify you as you lay awake at night in bed that night, you know, afraid that your parents would die. So. Do you know what used to terrify me more? Cyborgs and the future just being run by robots. That terrified me all the more than dying. Did you think though, that by the time you'd be an adult, you'd be living in a cyborg robot? Well, yeah, because if Terminator, the timeline of Terminator right, was right, yeah, <laughs> we'd be living in a cyborg robopocalypse, as it were. Thankfully, we don't. Thanks to the the fighting of John and Sarah Connor. Although uh, HMV did uh, did create Skynet, didn't they? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. Um, have we not discussed this before? Not on a podcast. Um, even on the secret bonus podcast that... That never got aired. That got <laughs> denied because I said the word mong about 50 times. It wasn't just that. We used, pe- we used innocent people's full names. They weren't innocent. They weren't innocent. They, they deserved to be if you, out. If you, if you can tell the story without naming anyone, then go They deserved to be out. Well, it was the case... The way the way you used to order stock in H&V would be you would... Look, I'll sort of average out how many were selling at a given time in the week. Say you were selling, you know, one a week of a certain film, you'd maybe order another one consistently. Um, that could take a lot of time, and you'd read through maybe about 60 pages of, of just text, just looking at numbers and stuff. It was pretty fucking mindless. So HMV in their glory. Realise, you know that, that that's a bit silly. What we're going to do is we're going to handle it by giving it to computers, and they're going to automatically uh, order everything. And so the, the spunked shitloads of money into this system. This can only end well. Yeah, it can only end well. And instead of instead of like testing it on one store, they thought, you know what, we're so we're we'll so roll it out across them all. Yeah, we're, we're so confident we're going to roll it out to all the stores, and they they initialised it, and it. Ordered one thing, pretty much one of all the things that sold on the first day. And they're like, oh yeah, it's been successful. It's you know, it's actually worked. Then the next day, it orders them all again. So in- instead of you know, when you're selling, I don't know, like Pan's Labyrinth, one a week, uh, it's ordered one, and then another, and then the next day another. And by obviously like day four, they're thinking, shit, this is this is not good, because obviously they've got to pay for all this stock they're ordering, so they try and turn <coughs> it off. They can't turn it off. They don't know how to turn it, it off. Is it like Skynet became yeah. self-aware? This is what we called it. They even they even had a memo. Remember, Graham, Graham said it on like a uh, at the time Graham was our manager. He said uh, they'd been told not to call it Skynet because that had been the name that been bandying about. <laughs> we tried to call it ridiculous, stupid as fuck. They deserve to go under. Having said that, we were at the Trafford Centre earlier and we went into HMV and the mood has completely changed because they're now saved and that'll be a store that didn't close and is staying open. Do you, mean, do, you mean, do you mean the mood has changed in that it's quite sombre in there? No, or? it's uh, a better feeling now. Oh, OK. Like, thank God we've got jobs. Yeah, we've still... Someone's bought and the, we're staying open. Sad for all the ones that didn't. Mm. Yeah, including Bolton. I'd pour out some of this, but we're inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clean it so up. I'll just drink it. 
And just to backtrack slightly when you're on about things that made you afraid when you were a kid, I just had another flashback memory. I used to have, do um, you remember Rodney and Emu? Yeah. I used to have just gonna climb up an Emu puppet where I put my hand in up the neck and then control the mouth. It was like the whole thing. And um, at that age, probably like three or four. Did you scare yourself with the puppet <laughs> no, you were no. controlling? It's better. <laughs> we're going to burn something, Stu. No, no, Amy, I don't want to burn anything. <laughs> yes, Stu, we're going to burn Kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> Stu's going to admit to something horrible. <laughs> no, no, it's somewhat ridiculous. That is funny, actually. <laughs> I used to be like afraid of vampires and things like that. Anything that any kid would, and like especially when the the lights are turned off at night. So in my mind, I thought I know a perfect defence against any vampire. Emu, <laughs> emu, <laughs> a glowing green bird. <laughs> no, no, that's not emu. Which one was emu? I forget. No, that was Orville. That's Orville, yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> I used to pop me hand in it so it's full puppet mode. <laughs> <laughs> and then I used to go under the covers, put him in his head. Fucking Fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so you're sleeping and your head comes to him. Jeez, thank you. Yeah, that, is, that is a deep window into your soul. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a weight's been lost. Like <laughs> oh no! So you don't need like a massive. You don't need to be now a psychiatrist. <laughs> oh, oh, I think that's it then. Yeah, I think we should call it. Yeah, we can't beat that. Well, I've been Phil. I've been Dan. I've been Nick. And I'm scared. <laughs>